You are listening to the Hiking Radio Network, where we talk the walk with shows by hikers about hikers for everybody. Welcome to the Trail Dames Podcast, where we speak with women who love to dance upon this earth. Hey, Steve, this is the intro to the Debbie Mercer Zippers Podcast. Hey, everybody. I hope everybody's having a great week. And I'm so glad you're here tonight. Um, I am going to have a conversation with a really cool woman. She actually is one of those neat people that saw a problem and decided to solve it. And what is that problem, you might ask? It's female athletes, hikers, backpackers, peeing outside. You know, we talk about peeing outside all the time in Trail Dames. It's not anything unusual. Well, Debbie has figured out a way to make it oh so much easier, oh so much more pleasant, and she's here to talk about it and to share her business with us. Um, Just the caveat, you know how I am. She's not a sponsor of the show. She's not paying me. She's not giving me anything free. Um, I'm just here to support women in small business, and especially women who are making hiking and backpacking easier for us all. So I'm glad you're here. So after my conversation with Debbie, do me a favor, hang out. I'm going to share another one of my Appalachian Trail journal entries. We're getting closer and closer to the end. Don't know what I'm going to do when we run out of those. But for now, I'm so glad you're here. My name is Anna. All my friends call me Mudbutt. And you are listening to the Trail Dames podcast. Debbie, hello, hello. I am so glad you're here this evening. Thank you so much for having me, Anna. I'm excited to be here. Well, I tell you, um, when I got approached by somebody who said, you really should check out this woman and check out her company and what she's doing and everything. And and there was a paragraph about what you do. And I thought, oh, she sounds really great. She sounds fantastic. And so I just sent you an email and said, yes, come be on my podcast. This will be fun. And it was actually after that, that I started actually really researching <laughs> Probably I should do it the other way around, but that doesn't work out for me. So, um, and um, I have to tell you that what you're doing in this world, I just think, first of all, it's genius and the simplicity of it is fantastic. But um, before we jump into what you're doing with your company, tell me, please tell all of us, like, how did you get involved? First of all, I want to know how you got involved in business, but also the outdoors. Like, what about the outdoors just calls to you. Okay. Okay. Well, um, I started training for my first marathon in 1997 with a local chapter of USA fit called Houston fit. And I was a couch potato, you know, at the time I was a, a wife and a mother and out of shape, but um, I decided that was something I always wanted to do. So I, I trained with Houston Fit, and basically you trained for six for six months and you ran the marathon. 
And so I did that and I was, I'm always been a slow runner. I've always been a back of the pack runner. And that particular day was so hot and it was so miserable and it was so hard, but I did finish it. And I said, okay, I'm never doing another one. And then my, my friends that I (laughs) trained with said, well, just keep training with us and you don't have to run another marathon. I said, okay. So then I trained again and because I was in better shape, I ran another one and then I ran another one about a month (laughs) later. And, um, I mean, I just, um, I got so excited that I then became an assistant coach. I thought, Oh gosh, here's this mother of this walk that, you know, that's just, you know, never really done much athletically. And here I am, I'm an assistant coach. And then I became a coach and then I became the organizer of, uh, Houston fit. And then in 2007, the founder of USA Fit um, approached me and said, I need somebody to, you know, to run the the parent company, USA Fit. And at the time, there were like 30 chapters across the United States. And so I said, I had at the time, just the year before, had just gone through a kind of a, a, a messy divorce. And, um, you know, it was, I was really looking for something to sink my teeth in. And so I said, sure, I'll give it a shot. And so, um, since then I had run, I've run like 14 marathons. Is that all? So many halves. I mean, only 14. (laughs) I know. Well, I say that, I say that because I have friends that have done like every state, you know, and I'm like, no, that's not me. I totally understand because when I tell people (laughs) I've only done 700 miles of the Appalachian trail, you know, um, other people, they're like only, only. And I'm like, no, no, no. You have to look at the crowds that I travel with. You know? So, know. Let me actually back you up for just a second, because, you know, it's really interesting when you were talking about USA Fit, which is not an organization I'm familiar with. Um, I'm a hiker, a plotter. My friend says I'm a Shetland pony, yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm not a runner. But, um, you know, you said the word fit several times in those statements. And it kind of hit me because in doing, in um, what I call, what I tell people in doing my stalking, I mean, research of you, <laughs> I found like you are really passionate about fitness, like about health and fitness and bringing it to women. So I'm not surprised. It seems like that you ended up in this position. Right. Well, and I tell you, I have always, I've always wanted to help women. It's always been my passion to help women, even as a, you know, as a as a younger woman, I would always volunteer for uh, different nonprofits or I used to go into um, into nursing homes, what they call them nursing homes back then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Living. And, you know, so I've always had a passion for them. And and actually that that was my reason for starting this. Non- I started a nonprofit back in 2005 and it was really to help um it was for at-risk groups but we really targeted mostly women that were in shelters we also worked with youth but it was really mostly women that were in shelters that were recovering from addictions or financial issues or domestic abuse. Well, let me actually ask you about that because I know I'm taking a little bit of a right-hand turn and I swear we're coming back. (laughs) My listeners are totally used to this. But um, so when I think of the women, the at-risk women that you're you're describing, I don't think of them as ever having 
the privilege of eating healthy, of, of putting um, on tennis shoes that are supportive and going out for a walk for their mental health, for their physical health. Right. Um, in, in your nonprofit, was that something that you were able to, to bring to them and that you found that they were able to um, take and make a part of their lives? Yes, we did. Um, at the time, uh, Houston Fit had a fabulous relationship with um, a Texas running store called Luke's Locker, and it's it's um, and they were just really really um, passionate about community service. And so when we would the, the way our our nonprofit worked, it was called Beyond the Finish Line. So it was like because running and running marathons changed my life. I wanted to bring that to other people so they could you know they could they could realize their full potential as well. And so what we would do, we would start these training programs where we would go to the shelters and we would walk with them um, or run with them, depending on the coaches that we have. We'd walk or run with them for a couple of times a week, but then we would always target a 5K. And so I went to Luke's locker and the managers, I said, look, I've got X amount of women. You know, they don't, you know, they barely have decent clothes, but I know they don't have decent shoes and they would donate the shoes. Wow. And so they would give us shoes. Yeah. And so it was interesting is years later, I actually got a phone call from one of the women because they had my phone number. And she said, I just want you to know that I now um, I have a job and I have an apartment and I still have that first pair of shoes that y'all gave me when we started walking. And she said, I just want you to know that y'all, you believed in us. Mm -hmm. But anyway, that's, you know, we, we were able to make those uh, donations that just help them get out the door. And that's what we wanted them to do is just to get out the door. And, and, you know, and sometimes training for a 5k was the first real goal that they had ever set for themselves. And I mean, the three mile finishers with the finishers t-shirt and the medal and everything, it, uh, it just meant, meant the world to them. Yeah, I can imagine. And, um, you know, you're speaking my language when it comes to being of ser- being in service to other women and um, that kind of thing. So here is the question, though. So you're changing the world, you're taking care of women, helping them, and you're running marathons. So you're doing all this. When did you take a hard right into actually starting a business? Well, my former husband and I uh, owned a business together. And so I kind of had a little bit of experience with that, but, um, it was just interesting. I was running these marathons and, um, I would, we would be standing along Portican line and these men would just whiz by us to go to the bathroom and we would just get so frustrated, you know, because we were wasting time. We wanted to get through quickly and, and have a good finish time. And I remember telling my girlfriends, gosh, we need to be able to do that too. Just quickly. And I uh, didn't think about it too much anymore. And then um, my first hike was in 2016. I went with a group of uh, USA Fit members and we hiked rim to rim the Grand Canyon. Oh, that's a great is, looking hike. I'm telling you, this is, this is so typical of me. I had not hiked a step in my life. So yeah, let's go do rim to rim. Why not? It can't be hard or difficult at all. Why not? You know? <laughs> And so uh, as we were training for, because we would train like crazy on Saturdays because we have no, you know, we have no mountains here in Houston. So we would have to go up and down stairs. And I remember one of my friends said, I really want to wear these tights, but I don't want to have to pull them up and down. And I said, oh, 
We really need to be able to not have to pull them down. And then at the Grand Canyon, my girlfriend pulled down her shorts and we were at the bottom and there were all these men and women. And I just said, okay. So honestly, and I never, I don't know. I never really sat here and thought I'm going to, I'm going to start a business and I'm going to make these. It's like there was this progression. I came back and I thought, how would we do this? What would it look like? Would it be Velcro? Would it be snaps? Would it be buttons? What would it look like? And, um, yeah, I took it to a local seamstress who did a beautiful job on some of my alterations and we couldn't quite figure it out. And then my daughter-in-law is a uh, grant writer for the Houston ballet and she does little plays and stuff with, with my son. And I said, who makes your costumes? And she goes, Oh, let me introduce you to this girl. She introduced me to our apparel designer, Monica, who has been with all these ballets. She's a costume designer. And I said, can we go have coffee and um, I want to tell you what I my thoughts on it and she said sure had coffee I brought my thoughts we sat there we started sketching and it just we just kept going from there you know we (laughs) we have all these you know we have all these sketches and I thought we got to have a name and I just it just happened you know but and zippers was born zippers was born and it came from really just wanting to help women have a better experience out there to be safer to be on the same playing field as men so that if if you train hard for six months and you want to have a good finish you don't you're not going to waste time and so that's really kind of how it started I really didn't know what I was doing as far as starting a company well you know and I tell you one of the things that I really think is cool and is that a lot of people will start a company, but to me, there's something really kind of mysterious and I wouldn't even know where to begin about starting a clothing line. Um, when we, I have another woman that's a great friend, Colin Chambers has been on our podcast and she is recently doing that as well, starting a clothing line. And where did you find the avenues, the resources for having clothing made, you know, for choosing the, your materials, that kind of thing? Well, thank goodness. I have Monica Guerrera who's our apparel designer. Yay, Monica. <laughs> Yay, Monica, because honestly, I can't even sew a button on. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you the difference between polyester and 100% cotton. So she um, she just knows everything. So we just worked together. We started sourcing different fabrics. You know, we bought, we bought different kinds of tights from different stores to say, oh, I kind of like this fabric. Oh, I kind of like that fabric. And um, one of the big challenges we had was that our tights, um, this is before we made the, we were working on the trailblazers, but our tights were spandex and they were stretched, but our zipper is not stretched. Yeah. And so <laughs> that was a real challenge getting that non-stretched zipper to work with. But she, you know, we would, we would buy fabric and we would try it and we would say this, you know, this is going to work. This isn't going to work. Okay. So let me explain to our listeners, because like I said, it wasn't until after we had you scheduled that I went and I really checked it out. And so because it's so genius. So I want you to imagine everybody a zipper that runs from your waistband down between your legs or up and around to your other waistband. So, you know, my friends and I used to laugh. We had a joke and we were like, smile. This is the big smile. (laughs) (laughs) And when I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, genius, simple, easy, and has so many different uses for so many different sports. Now, you know, I'm thinking hiking. I, I love I love the whole idea for hiking. And in trail names, we talk about peeing all the time and we talk about the best ways to do it, which is one of the reasons I was really excited to have you on here. So um, oh. to sh- because this is just going to make people's lives 
easier, I think, easier um, on the trail for sure. Well, what what um, was interesting is, you know, my whole focus was that zipper needs to be comfortable and it needs to work. And Monica's was like, yes, that true, that has to be. But it, but the the pants and the tights also have to look good. They have and to flatter a woman's body. Mm-hmm. You know, we you know we want it to be fashionable and functional. But uh, the panel that covers the zipper and protects a woman's skin, it took us about. It took us at least a year to get that right because really? mm-hmm, because we wanted it to be moisture wicking. We wanted it to be soft. We wanted it to to provide enough protection, but no bulk. So um, and it's and it's interesting. I don't know if you you know we have women that are on Facebook that kind of troll and say really mean things about our stuff, you know? I didn't see any of that, to be honest with you. Oh, good. Uh, Yeah, I just saw a bunch of positive stuff. Yeah, sometimes (laughs) they'll say something and I'll just, and I want to say, but you haven't tried them. If you could just, if you just put them on and, and wore them, you would see really how comfortable they are. I mean, women travel with them. They, They love it in airplanes where you don't have to struggle to get your pants down. And, you know, and I'd say, you just... I know it sounds like it might be uncomfortable, but it's really, they're really not. Well, and that's when I first started looking at it, I was like, I was going down. I was going, okay, they I, they look cute. They look like they fit well. I love all this. And I thought, okay, let's talk chafing, you know, but, but you show, first of all, like there's YouTube videos, everybody, you can go look at them and everything. And you show very closely. I can see how it's really comfortable um, mm-hmm. because I mean, it's a small zipper. We're not talking like this big heavy duty suitcase right, zipper, right, to begin right, right. With, you mm-hmm. know, but, um, but it looks very, very comfortable and very easy for everybody. And I do want to just say a big giant thank you for carrying sizes up to three X. Oh, sure. So, and I want to encourage you to maybe go to four because I don't know if you've noticed like Osprey, mm-hmm. they just released their whole line of backpacks for larger bodied hikers. I mean, we are everywhere. We are everywhere. Mm-hmm. And um, so, but I really always appreciate when someone does go beyond the general extra small to size 14, you know, there's a whole right. world of us out there. Yeah. Well, we, we did that from, from the get go. I mean, we did that from the very first, we made sure that like, cause we want to be inclusive. We want, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, and it's so funny because sometimes people don't uh, understand that you don't have to be pencil thin to be in shape and to be active you know you it's all and what was it what we found we made this huge mistake when we first launched because we hired a media company that did beautiful photos and he but he mostly he mostly photographed um dancers ballet dancers and stuff Ah, oh and so when we did our photo shoot and we launched what did we have we had people we had size two models and they all looked oh. with this look on their face. And I thought, this isn't, this isn't who we are. This isn't the message. And so we ended up having to just practically revamp the whole website and get real people photos out there and everything. Cause we want to see ourselves in a product, you know, we really do. So I do want to go back and just say one thing. And that is that, um, you know, you were talking about the trolls and the people, women saying mean things on your Facebook page. I had a trainer once and he said, Anna, he said, you know, and this is perfect for you, Debbie. He said, when you're training for a marathon and you're running through the neighborhood, he said, there's always dogs behind the fence barking at you. He said, you don't pay them any mind. And I, <laughs> I thought, that's, that's a genius. great analogy. I love that. Yeah, because I was talking about, I don't know, I think somebody had said something mean about Gerald Ames or something, you know, the same thing, you know. <sighs> and so, and those are not people that are creating 
They're not people that are trying to make life easier for women. You know, what you yeah. did is the quintessential thing we, that's so wonderful. You saw a problem and you solved it. And it's so awesome. So you just ignore it. Well, we, and we really do try to, we, well, we do listen to, to women that um, email me and, and have suggestions. And one thing was people kept saying, what about panties? What about panties? And so at first we said, well, you don't really have to wear them. But one thing we didn't think about were the women that were doing these multi-day hikes or, or, and, and they wanted to wear the same pair of tights mm-hmm. for a couple of days. And so that's when we thought, okay, well, we need to come up with a panty. Mm-hmm. So we have the panty out there that opens. And I love that. I love the mm-hmm. panty that opens. I also love that on your YouTube video, you give instructions for how to use them if they're using regular panties. So, cause this is what I have found in, in the hiking world. Um, people either don't have any thought about going without underwear or other women. They're like, that will never happen. I will always have one. Exactly, exactly. You know, so you want to yeah. just take care of both sides of the, of the field, right. so to speak. So, um, one of the things that I saw on your website and then I, and actually in your bio, you talk about this that I'm really excited about um, is that you're you're moving towards trying to create tights for people that are in wheelchairs, for women that are in wheelchairs and doing adaptive mm-hmm. sports. Can mm-hmm. you tell us about that? Sure. Um, again, this came from. Um, a suggestion from an occupational therapist who found our tights online. And she said, I think these would be so beneficial, not, you know, not only to, not only for the women who take care of their own medical and bathroom needs, but for the caregivers. But I have some suggestions. And we said, okay, like what? And she says, well, a lot of times women's hands um, are atrophied or they're just stiff and they can't really grab that zipper pull. It would be good if you could have, and she told us how to change the zipper pull. Mm-hmm. And we said, okay, well, that makes sense. You know, we can, we can try that. And then somebody, and then she said, um, and also if there was some way they could pull them up without just have some, some assistance like loops or something on the side. And we said, yeah, that sounds good too. So um, we started working on that. And, and then women were then were finding us that were in wheelchairs and they would say, and they would email me and they'd say, we would love to try these out. And I said, I'm just going to, I'm going to send you a pair. I just want you to. And so I can't tell you how many pairs of regular tights we sent to women that are wheelchair dependent and uh, to get their feedback. And I even attended a, uh, an occupational therapist conference last year, not, not to have a booth or anything like that, but just to talk to the different occupational therapists and say, this is where we are so far. What do you think? How do you think we should change this? And, um, and so we're, we're very excited. Um, we now, we should go into production in the next, um, maybe in the next month or so. And we have, uh, we've already made the the sizes. So we've graded the sizes and we've had women try them on to make sure the sizes fit. In fact, I had my daughter who's, um, she tried them on. And one thing we didn't think about was she was trying to put her hands the way they, the way they are is we now have a panel that fits over the, the panel so that if a woman can just slip her hands between the two panels and pull them up if she needs it. And my daughter said, I'm having a hard time getting my hand in here. I think you need to lower the pocket. And she knows nothing about anything. I said, ah. <laughs> what a great idea. I never even thought about it. So, uh, but we are, we are just, we're, we're really excited. I'm going to be in, um, 
I'm going to this big gear show that's in Denver in June to, to talk to some retailers and stuff. And one of the women in wheelchairs emailed me and said, there's a hospital there that she did her adaptive vehicle uh, training with. And she said they, they uh, focus mostly on spinal cord injury women and men. And so I'm going to, you know, try to meet up with them and get some feedback for them too. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. I, I just, I love that you are, reaching out and, and, um, you know, approaching a wider audience. I love all that, but I have to tell you, I went to a Disney marathon once my brother was running it. And, um, when I watched all the wheelchair athletes go by, I did think about those women and, uh, you know, because it's hard enough for us to stand in line for the porta potty, but I mean, for them that now you're talking a whole nother level of challenge. So, um, I just thought it was really neat that that was part of your business plan. Thank you. Thank you. We're excited about that too. You know, anything that we can do, any groups of um, outdoor adventures that we can reach, then, then, you know, that's our goal. Cause it's, you know, it's empowering not to have to worry about it, to know that you can, you know, we've had women say, I didn't, I, I just won't drink. I won't drink any water. Right. Which and is so not so healthy. Oh. Dangerous. Or <laughs> yeah. one woman said, you know, I, I, you know, I think I got an infection cause I didn't go for all day long. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you don't, now you don't have to do that. You can I drink know. like you're supposed to and go. <laughs> and for me, it really does work. You know, I've tried all the other different adaptive devices. They sell the hikers and none of those ever worked well for me. You know, I'm a squat kind of a girl, but I'm not necessarily a want to moon you kind of a girl. So. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> so. So this totally works for me, for sure. <laughs> so I, one of the things I will tell you, too, um, um, I saw a review from somebody and they were a canoer. And I thought, because we have tons of trail dames who kayak. They're really yes. into kayaking. Um, kayaking is a little different because I guess if you try to move around too much, you might fall over. <laughs> but right, I thought, right. you know, I did. I come at the world at, with such a narrow view of hiking and backpacking. But I was sitting there going, oh, yeah, you could use it for that. You could use it for skiing in the winter mm-hmm. without, you know, freezing everything off. <laughs> so. That's right. That's right. And, and you know, and we didn't really think about kayaking or or uh, anglers and stuff like that until somebody reached out to us and said, I'm going to I'm doing a hundred mile kayak race. Mm-hmm. I really want these. In fact, what happened was, is that she ordered three pair and they didn't get to her in time before she left Houston to go to Austin. And. She and I felt so bad. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't my fault. We we did everything right. It was just our carrier. So I said, "Oh, well, you're in Austin. What hotel are you going to be in?" I ended up FedExing her this the three pair that she had ordered. And, That's um, awesome. Yeah, and I said, you know, you can just send back the other ones. And she ended up buying all of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, you know, I mentioned this in the intro, and you know, I just I want to say it again because. Um, trail dames, you know, we don't have sponsors of the show right now. My producer's listening to this, shaking his head going, but we want some. And, <laughs> but I just want to say like, um, because I tend to, um, feature a lot of female businesses and, um, I don't do it because we're paid for it. You know, our listeners should know that I didn't get any money. I didn't get any tights. I didn't get anything, but a fun conversation. But the reason I do this is that I love anyone who's 
brave and starts a business because starting a business is it's not for the faint of heart you know no it's it's hard (laughs) anyone who wants to help women and let me just tell you all you people should go read her bio because this is just not the only thing you've done you know you talk about all the boards you've served on and all these things about just wanting to reach out and empower women and um it, it just makes me really happy that I can have a little bit of a platform to help spread Debbie Thank Mercer you, and Zipper. Thank you. <laughs> so, and I love the name of the business. The name is oh, fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So what's coming up next for you? Well, you know, we're going to do this show, which I'm really excited about. Um, I have not, um, Houston Fit, I have not coached for any of the USA Fit chapters in a long, long time. But this year, I'm actually going to be the head coach for the walking group. Oh, cool. I am. And I'm really excited because I haven't done that in a long time. And so, again, um, I want to see women and men who just want to get healthy again, who got stuck in the, you know, in the COVID laying around and, and not, you know, and not taking care of themselves. So I'm really excited about that. And um I just came back from Moab with one of my best friends. We went there for a week and uh, I'm going with her and two other friends to Iceland and we're going to be doing some hiking, a little bit of hiking there. So, um, and you know, and I just want to keep reaching out to women and see how we can help them. And I'm so excited about our adaptive line. I'm so excited about helping, helping women and caregivers and maybe the elderly, you know, it's like, we just are always open to opportunities. If anybody has any ideas, we always listen and we always try to try to do it. Well, and for all of our listeners, if you're sitting there and you're thinking to yourself, Oh, what about this? What about this? Um, I put all of your, we put all of your um, site, of course, and your social media and everything on the show notes. Um, You're certainly welcome to send ideas to me and I will forward them, but Debbie is very reachable. <laughs> so as it's, I think it's zippers.com. And I should have said this earlier. It's Z-I-P-H-E-R-S. Yes. And yes. so we got zippers. that. So zippers.com. Right, that's also right. in the show notes. But um, but I tell you, I'm I'm just really glad we had a chance to talk. And I really appreciate you. And um, I think I am going to have to order some tights. <laughs> so, well, and I was going to say, send, I'm going to send you, uh, I'm going to send you a code. So you can order some complimentary. Would love for you to have them. Well, so, that's um, so sweet of you. And I like, trust me, I really want to take advantage of it. But at the same time, I also really love to support small business. Um, so little cottage industry, you know, so we all going to like help each other. So okay. we'll argue about that afterwards. <laughs> so so um, and thanks again. And look, good luck with the coaching of the walkers. Thank you know, you. I have to tell you, when you said that you were like a woman who wasn't very athletic and you ended up being a coach, I felt the same way when I ended up with trail dames and I was leading women on hikes on these mountains. I'm like, who told you you could lead hikes, Anna? I know. I know. It's kind of mind boggling when you think well, I've come from just being on the couch and watching TV and I'm running marathons. How'd that happen? It's pretty amazing. Well, and if anyone wants to run a marathon, you should totally call Debbie. She will hook you up with some yes, good resources, absolutely. send you to the right place. So, well, thank you again so much. And um, and in the future, you are always invited to come back anytime you have oh, something new to thank share. You. Thank you so much for having me, Anna. I really appreciate it. You have a great evening, Deb. You too. Bye-bye. So you guys know the drill. So as soon as we hit 
stop on the recording. Um, Debbie and I hung out for just a few more minutes and talked. And I told her, I said, you know, I said, I can't lie. I said, all this talk about you were a couch potato and then you decided to try and train for a marathon and you ran a marathon and then you ran a lot more and then you became a coach. It's all so inspirational. And I started thinking, maybe I can run a marathon. Ooh, maybe I should look into that. And I told her this and I said, but I'll be honest with you. There's a good chance that by the time I go to bed tonight and wake up in the morning, the energy to run a marathon might have passed me or left me. Well, now I can be honest with all of you. I'm just now recording the outro. And yes, that energy has definitely left me. I think we can all agree I have enough in my life going on without deciding to train for a marathon. But that did not stop me from being just amazed and having so much respect for her and for anyone else who does. For anyone else who's brave and steps outside your comfort zone and tries something new, to me, that is like the greatest thing you can do. So here's to all of you. I really appreciate you listening to the podcast tonight. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. Now hang out for just a few more minutes. I'm going to share one more of my Appalachian Trail journal entries with you. My name is Anna. All my friends call me Mudbutt. And I really appreciate you listening to the Trail Dames podcast. September 20th. So let's talk about angels. Not trail angels per se. Although while you were through hiking the AT, any angel can be seen as a trail angel. However, the five angels I want to tell you about came to me by way of the internet. First, we have Steve and Karen. This couple belongs in a circle of people that I call my folk friends, and they are, no exaggeration here, utterly delightful. I met them through our common love of folk music, but to my surprise, they have become two of my biggest supporters on this hike. Full of laughter and life, these are two of my favorite people in the world, and as I hiked northward, I hoped that I would be able to see them when I went through New Hampshire. After months of receiving their warm, caring emails, we finally were able to work out a visit to see them. Timing was such that Bumpkin and I could come down, so we all planned to have dinner together. When we arrived, after bear hugs all around and meeting their gorgeous kids, Steve took Bumpkin and I down to his office to show me what he had done with my journal entries. It is amazing. He has created the Mud Butt Diaries and has a fabulous webpage designed around them complete with pictures and inner page links to each entry. Then he sends updates out to a whole bunch of people so that they can access the page and follow my trip. I knew that he was a big shot software designer and I knew that he was a genius, but to see his work in real life really brought these things home. Luckily, he has recently started his own company, so it is just a matter of time before the rest of the world sees how amazing he is. I am just so touched at how much trouble and effort he has gone to. So these are angels number one and number two. After enjoying a little downtime, we all loaded into cars to go to Alan and Beth's home for a cookout. Alan is one of the people that has been getting the Mudbutt Diaries updates, and he has been sending me supportive, knowledgeable emails for months now. It is amazing how quickly I came to look forward to these messages from this man I do not even know. He was freely sharing of his hiking experience, especially in the whites, and he gave me constant encouragement. Alan and his wife, Beth, had offered to throw us a cookout, so we headed over to their home. When we got there, 
I was subtly guided over to the walkway going up to the front door. As I walked along, I came upon a Diet Coke sitting on a flagstone, beads of moisture rolling down its sides. Trio magic! I was still laughing at this wonderful touch when I was guided up the steps. Sitting there was a tin of smoked oysters. Isn't that wonderful? I was delighted, not to mention touched, that they welcomed us with trail magic. Later, on the way home, Bumpkin said that she thought that the most special thing about it was that they showed that they were really enjoying our journey and that they noticed the smallest of details. I couldn't have agreed more. As I entered their home and was greeted warmly by Alan's wife, Beth, I felt like I was meeting old friends. We had a scrumptious dinner of steak and chicken, complete with vegetables that Alan had grown in his own garden, and warm, bubbly apple crisp that Beth had made. However, as great as the meal was, and boy was it good, the company was better, much, much better. It was one of the greatest evenings I have had on the trail. These are angels number three and four. The next morning, after a good night's sleep in Steve and Karen's guest room, we bid them farewell. The visit was much too short, and I felt like we still had a hundred stories to share. But Karen had a birthday party to throw, Steve had a soccer game to cheer at, and Bumpkin and I had a new friend to meet. So with hugs all around, we headed out. We traveled a ways up the road to meet a woman from the women hikers list named Trisha. Trisha has been emailing both Bumpkin and I, and we had been looking forward to meeting her for some time. You know, this has been an aspect of the trail that I never expected. People that I've never met following my journal, sending me supportive messages, and somewhere along the way, becoming friends. It has been amazing. As for Trisha, I always think I can tell what a person is like from their emails. Along these lines, I knew that she was kind and sweet, but I was totally unprepared for her to be such a delight. Have you ever met someone that actually has light shining out of them? Well, Trisha does. Her laugh is infectious and her spirit is full of life. I immediately liked her and could tell that Bumpkin did too. Later, after we'd left her, Bumpkin and I finalized our plans for tomorrow. We're going to ride to the ski lift up to the top of the mountain and do trail magic for our fellow hikers. We both wanted Trisha to come join us, so after emails and phone calls, plans were set for her to meet us at Pinkham Notch. So tomorrow, we will be three. She was trail angel number five. I have to tell you that as I write this, I'm a little overwhelmed. So many special people have come into my life through this hike, and they have gone so far out of their way to help me and be kind to me. I just hope that these people know that not a day goes by that I don't feel awash with gratitude. I am the luckiest hiker on the trail, and I will not forget it. So tomorrow, we're going to pay a little of that karma bank back. Before I started this hike, I told people that I knew that I would get lots of trail magic, and that I wanted to do some of my own to put some magic out there. However, as much magic as I have gotten on my hike, I will have to do trail magic for years and years to come to pay it all back. Oh, well, I think I can handle that. Love, mud butt. I have always been a dreamer since I was a little girl. Someone's always trying to change me. That can happen.
gotta suffer 